The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga. And it's not Terry Oranga. Today it is Betsy Hicks. And you are in for such a treat today, not because of me, but because of who our guest is, and we're going to have so much fun. I um, I have to tell you the story of, of how this me hosting the show today came to be. Um, uh, the guest today, his name is Scott Grace, and Scott has recently been a uh, well-publicized um, person through Facebook and, and YouTube and a lot of other great places. And the producer of the show, Karen Dana, had said, uh, um, you know, you've got to see this video. This guy is amazing. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll see who this is. And I was like, oh, it's Scott. I go, oh, he's my friend. And she goes, really? Of course he is. And I'm like, no, really? <laughs> he's my friend. <laughs> So, so off they booked me, and they said you got to, do, to bring him on the show, and I and they've been thrilled to have to have him on. And Scott, for those of you who have not heard him or seen him on Facebook or YouTube, please do. Scott has more talent than anybody I've ever met. He can. Um, he's an inspirational speaker. He's a wonderful singer. He's a poet. He's a writer. He's a comedian. Um, he's a coach. He, he does everything imaginable, but most importantly to, for today, he's a performer. And uh, he's going to help us take a different look at autism today. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so, I love hearing all those wonderful things about me. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And um, thank you for leaving out the part about me being uh, also being an accomplished lawyer and dentist. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about all those things. Well, you don't use that very much any, anymore. That's a good thing. <laughs> Scott, Scott's also, you recently have a book that came out that's called Teach Me to Love. Yeah, Teach and Me I, How to Love, a, and, a true story that touches hearts and helps with the laundry. Oh, anything that will help with the laundry. Uh, so today, though, we are going to talk, we'll talk a little bit probably about the book towards the end, but I want everybody, because this is a show on autism, and um, although I could just sit and talk with you forever about any subject, we are going to focus a little bit on autism today. And I'm going to give a little bit of background, too, and, and why I know Scott. Um, we, we were introduced through a mutual friend, um, Debbie Brown, who's just a, an all-around awesome person. And, and then I did a conference out here in Wisconsin, and Scott very lovingly joined us, um, despite the fact there weren't a lot of perks involved. <laughs> 
but I did furnish good water for your room, I have oh, to say. That was lovely, the one thing and, I did. and all the gratitude was worth it. <laughs> and he came out, and he did some performances and talked, but that was the first time I heard you talk about autism, mm. and that's spelled O-U-G-H-T, and I would love for you to expand on that, and maybe that's a good way to introduce ourselves to the way that you think. Fine and dandy. Yes, well... Um, the disease of O-U-G-H-T-I-S-M uh, is so closely related to autism because uh, it sounds exactly like it. So the two are often confused. And uh, the, the disease that I've been battling with, uh, which is starting with O, uh, it doesn't make the papers. It doesn't, uh, there's not a lot of research being done on it. Uh, that's because it's a pretend disease. I made it up. But I see it all around me. <laughs> So I thought I would I would address it in humor, uh, and it's when you are feeling duty bound to please other people, and so you lose touch with how it feels to follow your heart, to listen to your intuition, and to say yes to your own dreams, to take good care of yourself, and uh, that's the disease. And I found that it was kind of an addictive disease for me. And it, so I looked and it, around for a 12-step group, and I found one, and I'll tell you that story after I have to say Betsy. <laughs> so the interesting piece about that is the, you know, today we're not talking about the healing or the hope of autism because that's not really a word that Scott and I really want to discuss with, with um, especially the word healing because it makes it sound as if something is very broken. And um, we're today looking at autism in a different factor. Now, there's no question, and I want to make sure and tell, say this up front, that there is a lot of pain and suffering that could potentially come along with autism due to so many biomedical things that could be uncomfortable within a child's body or um, exposures that they have or not living in a great situation. There's so many other things that can can understandably be negatively talked about with autism. But today, Scott and I really want to talk about a positive side of autism, and that is the, the, the I, I'm going to just say it here with my son, and, and the joy that my son is allowed to live in because he has no peer pressure, because he is not asked to be like everybody else, because he really doesn't care what he's supposed to what everyone wants him to do or what other people think about him. The lack of, you know, how he can go through his day every single day without um, the, the pressures that I face in, in trying to make others happy, it's, it's amazing. And I think what a wonderful life that he's chosen because he's in, he's in such a peaceful place. Mm. Yes. So in some way he's... Uh... He's teacher for you. Well, he is a teacher, and it is a teacher of, of, of not to care. I mean, you know, when, when he was little and he would scream in public, and I remember how embarrassed I would get and how be like, oh, this is just so terrible. And, and you, you know, it doesn't take very long before you toughen up and you just really don't give a crud what anybody thinks anymore. And certainly you know you shouldn't because you're just trying to, to, to make it through your day. But um, but I I really celebrate 
his diversity now. I think it's really funny when he goes, you know, we were, you know, when we, you go in the middle of a very crowded airport and he um, shouts something very, very loudly like, um, you know, Whatever, what is he, he? Sometimes he quacks like a duck, very, very loudly. That's a typical thing that he'll do, and do it very, you know, and, and get a lot of attention. But I think, wouldn't it be great if I felt like I could go in the middle of an airport and just start quacking like a duck? <laughs> and Scott, well, we know That's you. The, do it would that make already, a marvelous but... YouTube. I think it would bring you national exposure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's called. A, those are called like flash, flash quacks. Maybe is that what they would be called? <laughs> So the freedom uh, uh, and spontaneity and creativity that you're seeing in your son, it, it just brings up this feeling of that's, wh- that's who we all are. Yes. We can access it. We can live like that all the time. So, so then with all of your teachings and all that you do, why is it that we are so concerned what other people think? Um, well, I'm looking at my daughter, and she's going to be turning three next month, and one of like the fundamental faces that love takes that is such a need for a child is attention, positive loving attention, uh, direct connecting with somebody who's not in a rush to try to get somewhere else or who's not feeling distracted but somebody who's really present with them. Uh, most of us didn't get that. And so when we don't get that, we don't feel centered in ourselves we feel like we can't feel ourselves unless we have uh, other people liking us, approving of us. Uh, so it's a way, it's, like, it's almost like a, a trauma response to something that we didn't get in childhood. And until we start loving ourselves and validating ourselves and really turning on that faucet of self-love, we're going to be half in our bodies and half looking outside of ourselves to see what we need to do or say or so that we can get that approval and attention and validation. Scott, so many parents, and, and I was there, I mean, when, when, oh, when, um, it, it's, it's interesting because when I first had the diagnosis, I had somebody say to me, you need to go out and get a massage and get your nails done and, you know, and, and then you'll feel better about all of this and be able to take care of your child. And I just remember the anger that I felt like, I have no time to barely go to the bathroom, let alone get my nails done and go get a massage. And not to mention all my money is going towards my son. I can't be taking care of myself. And, you know, we, we, but but then what what ended up happening is I ended up living life as a martyr. I ended up living my life just for my son, and I just really really got lost. Can you imagine how how many people listening to this show and how many people out there uh, feel the way that you found? Oh, around, sure. Uh, uh, it sounds insane for me to carve out time for myself in this situation. Right. You know, like impossible or just plain old insane. And so for somebody to say, oh, go out and get yourself a, a, a nice massage and get your nails done and then you come back and you deal with your problems, you know, it's not very empathic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, there's, 
there, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of stress of being a caregiver and but but I, the other thing too is that you can't really group all of autism into one piece. I mean there are there's the higher functioning autism of which yeah. they're very verbal and they're those parents are dealing with different struggles because their children. Um, are trying to fit in, and they they notice when they're not fitting in. Joey's almost in a greater gift because he's so he's he's on a severe more severe level. If if you look at this from a clinical perspective, he's on a more severe level, which means he's he's more withdrawn and really just doesn't notice or tremendously at all care if any, what anybody's thinking. Um, so we're in a couple of minutes. We have to go to break, but. Um, you, you, you've worked with a lot of different people doing different coaching, and I know you work a lot on the ego. And today, I would like to talk, um, when we, especially when we get back from break, um, a little bit more about your your talks on the ego. And for those of you who haven't seen his Dr. Seuss, oh, the places will go piece on the ego. Please Facebook it, Google it. It's, I mean, it's you can you can find it on um, YouTube, and but it's on the front of your web page actually. It's on my web page, on my home page. Yeah, go there. Which is what is your web page? Scott Songs, right? Uh, yeah, s c o t t s o n g s dot com. Okay, songs dot com. And and briefly before we go to break, tell us about. Um, I mean, can you tell us the, about the ego in one minute? Are you allowed? <laughs> can you do that for us? The ego in one minute. The <laughs> ego is the part of our mind that would freak out when you are told to to describe the ego in one minute. <laughs> would say, oh, I can't do that, oh, my God. And then you'd feel all this tension and pressure about it, and then you probably wouldn't say a word about it because all that tension and pressure constricts the flow. So it's the part of you that constricts the flow of life that makes things much harder than they need to be that suffers unnecessarily, I would say. That's perfect. So when we get back, let's talk about the ego of, or the lack of ego of autism versus the ego of the, of the caregivers who are trying so hard to take great care of these, these children and still be, still, you know, who are still striving for that quote unquote normal life. We will be right back with the wonderful Scott Grace. Please stay with us. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, 
voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Scott, I must be having an alter ego because I don't think I'm Terry Aranga. I think I'm Betsy Hicks. And I am talking about egos, however, with my good friend Scott Grace. And we're having this uh, conversation about autism and how the ego relates to autism. And it's so interesting. You know, Scott, I know you haven't worked with a tremendous amount of autism, but I know you understand um, labels and how uh, every, and, and you understand this whole piece of this ego. And what's so interesting as we were, um, we've discussed before is, you know, Joey doesn't have this ego. He doesn't really care what other people think. He's not really interested in pleasing anybody but himself. And then you have the lighter version of autism, which is also labeled as Asperger's and the Asperger's kids are, you know, are socially inept is, is, is the way that, that they're described as being, that they don't take social cues when in fact, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just that they don't care and they shouldn't care. I mean, I always say, why are we trying so hard to make these kids fit in like us? Why don't we fit in more like they do? Why, do we, why don't we try to be more in their world rather than trying to bring them so strongly into ours? I uh, I agree, and I'd like to add to that conversation, but I need to start by saying um, I don't have an autistic child. I don't I don't understand from personal experience the severity of the challenges that go along with being a parent of one. So, um, with with that said, you know I I I'll offer some abstract thoughts um, about it that may be helpful and may be challenging to hear. Um, and I apologize in advance if it comes across as insensitive. Um, but what I would what I would add to the conversation is that I would encourage the um, the parent of an autistic child to tune into that child's nervous system, how they feel in their body, how they experience the world, and to attempt to match it to find it within your own nervous system. For most people, it would mean very much slowing down mentally, slowing down even physically, just taking deeper breaths. And that experience of matching their child, finding their child's pace, finding their child's energy uh, will, it's like, it's the medicine that heals. And I'm going to say that a little bit less abstract. Okay. <laughs> um, like your child is your medicine. They, they may be acting out and experiencing things that are completely opposite of the way you were raised or the, how you feel about life or what you would want for that child, but they have your medicine to help you be whole. Many, many of us are, are very controlling about life, and you and I are dealing with it how that pain comes from trying to control something that can't be controlled in the way that you're trying to control it. Whether that be a child or anything that you care about, it's uh, an autistic child shakes and rattles that cage, that ego cage. The ego being the part of us that thinks that the way that we can be safe in life is to 
secure that safety by controlling things, by being on top of things, by having your world in order. And, and can I also add in being part of the status quo? And the need for belonging, the need for acceptance, because, part of the ego. Right. Although, actually, no, I think acceptance uh, is not just ego. We thrive, especially as children, in acceptance, and when we don't get it, it it's, it's not just ego. Okay. But anyway, hey, we're all on this planet dealing with ego, and in a sense, that's the only disease going on in this planet, and it's a mental disease. And, what, and, and, and what's happening to people because of ego? <clears throat> they can't be present moment because the mind is constantly spinning them into the future or lamenting about the past. But the, the present moment actually feels threatening when you are identified in your ego. You feel scared about being present. And that's why your children can be such an amazing spiritual teacher for you because they, in a sense, are demanding that you be present and observe their world and get curious about their world. So one of the things, you know, as you know, I'm a big follower of Abraham Hicks. and Did you know he follows you too? Isn't that great? Yeah. I love that part of it. In fact, I think, I think they're here with us now. Indeed. I always hope so, at least. But uh, with that, they talk a lot about unconditional love, not just typically the love that, yes, I have unconditional love for my son, no matter what, I always love my son, but also that whole piece of not being conditioned, not Mm. being told they have to be a certain way in order to be whole or loved. And I see so, so much of that in my clinic because with the clinic, we see the, the parents that come in and then there's those, there's those who come in because they want their child to feel better, which, of course, who, who wouldn't? And that's a very noble and wonderful reason to have them come in is to make them feel better. But it's the one that's they're just not quite normal yet. That's the one that just really ugh, kind of have a hard time with because because just just think for a moment maybe they're taking this position of autism because they don't want to have to be like everybody else and what is the benefit to being like everybody else talk about that scott what, what you know what is what is that drive to be part of the status quo and want to be like everybody else where have we lost our individuality <clears throat> well um you know, it's just another form of fear. Uh, we are tribal beings, and we, we do like to be close to each other. It's part of uh, the beauty of humanity. And and uh, that thing of we have to be alike in order to be accepting of each other, uh, that comes from ego. Yeah. Ego is part that feels threatened by differences and that com- constantly is evaluating and comparing yourself to others who are just as insane as you are. (laughs) (laughs) They're all walking around secretly going, "Uh, am I okay? Right. Can you tell me who I am? Uh, Here's my best face. Can you tell me who I am? Yeah. Right, because I, I, and and I love that that's part of what you say in Other Places Will Go is, you know, you, you, um, when we when we set forward this whole belief system that we are trying so hard to fit in, we 
actually, we go home at nighttime and we think, but I don't fit in and I'm not as great as all these people think I am. And all these thoughts hit us and we think, you know, we can lose it at any time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the makers of pharmaceutical companies all around the world are counting on us to continue these trains of thought. Just numb the brain and everything will be fine. Indeed. <laughs> That's that's all we have to do. Yeah. Now, one of the treats that I'm going to have for all of you up at probably our next segment after our next break is one of Scott's amazing talents, and this is actually how I first met Scott, is he can create a song on a moment's notice, and he calls them song portraits. Um, and the first time I, very, I met Scott, I was at my friend Debbie's house in Phoenix, and Scott was there visiting her, and I was with a girlfriend, and we were about to go on a, on a girlfriend's weekend, and Scott sat down with his guitar and made up a huge song, or should I, should I say channel or makeup? What, what's the preferred, how, how do you like to say, this comes from within you, um, or do you feel that it's coming from beyond within you? I don't, I don't know the proper terminology. It, it really, um, when I'm in the corporate circles, I say it's improvis- improvisation. When I'm in spiritual circles, yeah, it's, it's a form of channeling. And, uh, but I don't want to like, make that sound so mystical because I think we all channel when we're in our hearts. And so it's, it's, I don't want to like, call it channeling because that can seem so special. <laughs> right. No. So what do I call it? I don't know. Making up a song, letting okay. a song come through. That's good. But it's um and it's an amazing talent of his, unlike anything else you've ever experienced. So we're going to have Scott make up a song um, on a base towards the end of the show because it's always fun to have him make it up based on what we've talked about and what where we've been. So he kind of I, always yeah, I could summarize the show in a song. Beautifully summarizes that. So please stick around for for that. And so so with all of this being said, um, um, Scott, tell me then about how a parent and and my my son screams with a beautiful, gleeful, joyful screams, but he also screams with tremendous anger. Now Abraham Hicks talks to me about this and says. You know, it's just he's not so conditioned that when he's upset that he has to calm down, keep it quiet, you know, scream into a pillow. His primal instinct is to get out there and to just say, I'm mad and I don't really care what you think. I'm just letting out this anger from inside of me. Yes. And when he's happy, it's just the opposite. It's like, once, I mean, it's this, well, it, but it's the same thing where it's like, I don't, once again, don't care what people think. I'm joyful and I'm going to just scream it from the top of my lungs. Yes. So tell me about that. Tell me what you think about that. Um, well, first of all, I think it's, it's, it's great. It's a great experience for him, a great experience for you to, to check in on what comes up for you as you are in relationship to that. Do you want to suppress it? Does it make you uncomfortable? Uh, is it exhilarating? Do you feel that there's wise reasons to sort of... There may be some wisdom in teaching, teaching him some t- temperament to temper, uh, to channel it with a pillow, you know, to honor the energy and then find ways to, if it's possible, you know, if your kid has any willingness to, to play around with him at making it, um, finding some way he can honor that energy that also honors your need to um, not piss off the neighbors or whatever. (laughs) 
luckily we do live in the woods, but on the other hand, we'll stay in a hotel room and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it, eventually, you know, you you'll you'll do your best to to teach him that there is such a thing as you know a, the public areas are. Request would be use the pillow or. But see, then I then I question that even because I question like, should we just start trying to desensitize the world to not freaking out when they hear scream so much? I mean, all of this is so interesting to me because <laughs> I just feel like, well, maybe we should all just start screaming. Hey, Betsy, this is a, you're like you're great because you're about to lead a revolution. <laughs> you, you have revolutionary ideas, and you know you might like occupy. You might and create your own occupy movement. I think that's what heavy metal is all about. <laughs> it's just they're just letting it out with just these primal screams. Yeah, and you get to be on the radio and let some of your yayas out every week, right? <laughs> all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Scott Grace. Stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hello, and it is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry, and I'm... Oh, I'm Terry. I'm Terry. I'm here. I'm the host. I don't know what you're doing here, Betsy. (laughs) All right, Mr. Ego, what's going on with you? (laughs) Was that that my ego, or was that Scott? I wasn't sure which. I was just being playful. Yeah, you are such a wonderful, playful person. And, you know, I have to say, I have to thank Voice America for having such a great situation with Voice America because, you know, it's so nice to have the opportunity for media where you can really say whatever it is you need to say without having to be politically correct. It's like internet internet radio is truly the expansion of our desire to be able to really have freedom of speech and I'm and I'm feeling very a lot of appreciation for that right now. So, with that being said, I would like to not have any more speech. I'd like to have some song because I have to tell you, this this is, I'm sure you are in for a huge treat. Scott is fantastic. And I've, um, I, I, he, he can 
he has written these aside from me personally. I had him do one for my my husband's birthday one year, and um, he is just a tr- tremendous joy. So, Scott, go ahead. Bring us on a song. Bring us on a song. That's, bring us on. That's a great. That's a great start. <laughs>
this story about how I started meditating recently, and I was never a good meditator because I would just, like, I had that monkey mind, and it was just always going in a million places, and it was just kind of going and going and going, and occasionally, in very rare situations, I would really be able to empty my mind, and I mean, the feeling was so euphoric where I had no negative thoughts coming in and telling me to do this or that or don't forget this. And it was, it was just unbelievable feeling. But I couldn't get, get there every time. And one day in particular, I remember I went upstairs because Joey was sitting um, on a rocking chair and just rocking and rocking, and he was staring out into space. And... I, all of my guilt as a mom, like, oh my gosh, I don't entertain him enough. I don't, I should, I should put, I should have the TV on for, or find something he likes, or I should find a toy, or I should engage him in some play, and I should not just let him just sit here and aimlessly look at the wall and rock, and, and then all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, wait a second. Maybe he's not in just this world of, I don't know what to do with my mind, so I'm going to stare at the wall. Mm-hmm. He's in a deep meditation. Maybe mm-hmm. what he's feeling is just complete euphoria because he's not even with this world. He is just in this far-out place that's so phenomenal and so joyful. And then, of course, here's me coming around with the Thomas the Tank Engine book, like, what are the names of the trains? And he's looking <laughs> at me like, Mom, I'm kind of meditating here. Go away. Yeah, and and maybe it's not so much that he's in another world as he's so fully present in this world that to really look at the patterns on a wall and move your body in a certain way creates a natural sense of ecstasy that we all could live in. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he wakes up at 5 o'clock in the morning and starts these squeals of delight, and I think, who do you have to be to wake up at 5 in the morning and be that extremely? joyful. I mean, who wants to squeal? I mean, even on my best days, if I wake up in some (laughs) gorgeous resort in the Caribbean, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. and think, woohoo, yippee for me, but he does. Yeah, (laughs) And that's when I think his world is That's why I think, you know, we could learn so much, and, and, you know, if you give yourself permission to fake it before you make it and just start imitating him, um, you will access that energy and it will become real for you. And then you'll be back in your divine, natural child energy. And you'll also be able to be an adult and get things done in the world. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And that's, I guess, as you were saying earlier, the the job of these children as teachers and on all that they have Mm. to teach us. Yes. And I they're, mirrors, they're mirrors of our inner child, uh, of an aspect oh. of our inner child. And, and when you think about it, our parents didn't really have, there were so many rigid rules in the culture that this previous generation did not really have any access at all to their inner child. They had to be totally duty-bound and not allow their feelings and their dreams and their inner child promptings, the spontaneous emissions mm-hmm. of the inner child, to... Uh, to take over. So the, the, the adult was in complete control. There was no room for the inner child. And then now I think we're dealing with it. You know, the shadow, the, that shadow has come and we're here to heal it. Wow, yeah. So, hmm. 
and that well, and that's why the autism is coming forth and I think it's one larger of, one, one, of the, one of the one of the blessings of it. But the point I made earlier is just so delicious. You know, imitate the joyful movements and sounds of your child and get into the spirit of it and fake it till you make it. And when you, when you match their energy, they're going to feel seen and felt like, oh, somebody's with me in my world. Yeah. And you're going to get the blessing and the darshan of your own, of awakening to your own joy. I love this. So, so this will be perfect. I will, um, I, I really I, I love this, and in a lot of what there's a program called the Sunrise Program, and it, it, a lot of what it talks about is is kind of going into their world in order to be able to communicate and rock the way that they rock or move the way that they move, and um, so much of, of this is really making sense to me now as to the benefit that the parents will actually get from it. Yes. Um, I get this now. This I mean, the bigger picture of, of this lesson, which is, is, is a planetary lesson, is, is the lesson that Jesus tried to teach us, resist not evil. And, you know, the, the, the bigger lesson is there is no evil. Um, but when you resist something, you make it real, you make it strong, you create the illusion of an enemy. And so when, it, when a parent learns to, to completely stop resisting the, the child, then that child becomes the teacher and the healer for that parent. But instead, what so many of these children are getting the message of from their parents is something's wrong with me. They don't like me the way I am. They're, yeah. you know, they, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't make them happy. I don't please <laughs> them. There's, and, and, you know, I, and I, I've written about this in articles that I've written about, um, We've had, and I did this to my own son, so I, I'm certainly not being critical to anybody who does this, but you're sitting in the doctor's office and you're telling them a huge list of all the things that's wrong with your child and what that does to them, whether they understand it verbally or they're just picking it up vibrationally, they know the way that you feel about them. Mm, or they, yeah, they know that, that particular feeling, and some of them do have egos and have come in with lessons to learn about, uh, you know, other people and other people's disapproval and how, how you eventually learn to have self-esteem after being disapproved of a lot. Right. So they'll have that lesson to learn, just like many of us. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they're not victims, but it would be nice if, if parents could be educated uh, and inspired to um, see what's right with their children, to celebrate uh, this mis- mysterious uh, and often challenging but incredible blessing called autism. Right. And take the judgment off of it. Exactly. And to truly love them, as we've talked about the word unconditional being in yeah. two, two terms. I mean, you know, just... If you if you if you t- want to take judgment off of your child and you want you want to be less judgmental towards your child, it may be important to start by taking the judgments off of the disease. Oh yeah, there you to, go. Yeah, to stop making the assumption and the agreement that there's something terribly wrong with autism that you know was caused by something whether it be, uh, you know, vaccines or something, internal or external or whatever, 
to actually just start from the other foundation of, hmm, maybe there's something um, perfect about this. Maybe it's a way that the universe is blessing everybody, including myself. I love it. Scott, thank you so much. We're going to go for one more break. When we get back, Scott, would you do another song for us? Just another Only if one? you beg. I'll beg. I'll beg. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll be right back with Scott Grace. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And it's Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Aranga today, and I'm joined here with a wonderful singer-songwriter, comedian, fun, poet, writer, author, speaker, person that I call Scott Grace. And Scott's going to do another song for us, but Scott, before we get going there, I'm going to share, I I want everybody to really realize how talented you are with this, so I'm going to give you two quick stories about Joey, and then I'd like to see what you could do to turn this into some fun, kind of a fun song. Okay, so one of the stories is one of my favorites was Joey was about six years old and um, uh, I was sitting in the house one day and I got a phone call from a neighbor and she, and, and she said, um, um, Betsy, um, Joey's outside. I go, oh my gosh, really? I, 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 didn't, I thought he was in the house and I started freaking out. She goes, yeah, well, he's naked and he's pushing a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> And I just love, I love that story because I just think that that is just like that kind of woke up the neighborhood for a while as to as to Joey. Um, the other story is a is a more endearing one, and it's, this is this is really one of my favorites. Also, John and I were on a plane one time with Joey and and Jesse, my other daughter, and Joey was sitting next to um, John, and I was sitting next to Jesse in two by two seats, and there was this. Um, executive sitting next to, oh, excuse me, it was three by three seats, and there was an executive sitting next to uh, um, John and Joey, and I had my two girls next to me. And 
he, you could tell he was dressed in a suit, he was ready for a business meeting, that type of a thing, and he was doing work the whole time. And throughout the whole plane flight, Joey was squealing and doing different things and moving around a lot. And this guy had the aisle seat, but he was really patient and, you know, but I, 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 he was pretty quiet. When he got off the plane, he handed John a business card and then just left. And John got the card, and sure enough, he was a CEO of a big company. And in the back of it, it said, thank you for loving your son so much. Oh. And I just love that story because it's like we think that people are looking down at us, but we don't realize what a gift we're giving to them, too. So there you have it. Do what you can do with either a vacuum cleaner or a, or a CEO. <laughs> Thank you for loving your son so much. Thank you for being loved. Sitting on the plane, I really was touched. I had to share my love with you. Sometimes we think it's a nuisance. All the noise, all the noise, but the noise comes with joys that we cannot measure. Inner pleasures go for the joyful noise and feel the joy. Go for the joyful noise of a girl and boy, and then we'll know. The joy of creation as it flows Like a rushing river No obstructions No filters that block the rushing water Oh, but my need for order I need to know Can I let this control go And let the water flow Naked and vacuum cleaning Joy is constantly scheming How to have fun through my son And I am enjoying it Sometimes I give myself some fit But then I get over it And enjoy the insanity beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Amazing. Mm. Beautifully, perfectly done. And so perfectly said. I've, I've, as I wipe the tears from my eyes and have such appreciation that because of autism, I've gotten in my life to meet people like yourself. And thank you um, 
for the gift that you give. Scott, let let me tell people how to get a hold of you so they um, <coughs> they know how to get in touch. Sure. Um, so your your website is Scott's with an S song or wait two. Mm, it's Scott. Songs.com. So there's no S after Scott except the S that starts with songs. <laughs> Let's make it complicated. www.scottsongs.com. Wonderful. And there you can see you have a lot of wonderful things that you give away. Now, I want you, everyone listening, to know that Scott doesn't just, I mean, he, he does songs about so many subjects that are absolutely hysterical. I truly have been on the floor laughing with. Tears is running out of my eyes of just how hysterical some of his stuff is. And and so make sure that you get a good sampling, because you have nine CDs out, right? Nine CDs and a book. And the book. And I, I really want to get the book, because the book actually, you can get a, it comes with a CD, right? On my website it does, but you can get it on Amazon uh, without the music. Oh, but get it on his website and get it with the songs. Is it your greatest hits album? Do you have a greatest hits album? Nah, this is it. It's 17 of my best songs. They're all quoted in the book, and so they all further the story along. Oh. So the, it's like, you know, the music is the soundtrack for the book. Okay, perfect. Um, and if anybody has questions for myself, um, I'm available. My company is ElementalsLiving.com. Elementals. Yeah, it's a long word, but... I- <laughs> It's, I'm easy to find, elementalsliving.com. And so my my uh, email is betsy at elementalsliving.com. And um, uh, actually, I have a, there's a great article that, I, uh, that uh, um, I was graced to be able to write um, for Autism File magazine on their, um, two issues ago on unconditional love. And I'm sure you can go to Autism File magazine and get archives of that. Uh, talks a lot about what the stories that I shared a bit today, and I really want to take this to the next level, Scott. You know, we have only have a couple more minutes left in the sure. show today, and yeah, let's take it to the next level. We've been just scratching the surface. No, no, I kind of didn't mean it like today. I know, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was kind of looking like in a two-year project, next level. Because okay, this, yep. this is about as as, uh, as leveled as I'm going to get today. Sure, um, uh, but. Uh, I, I really think that it's time that people such as yourself, and I would love to be a part of it, start, start doing more conferences on the positive side of autism and the, and the gifts of autism and the love of autism and the beauty mm. of autism mm-hmm. and start celebrating these individuals instead of calling these conferences about the cure. Um, I'm not <clears throat> so sure they want to be cured. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, you could go to those conferences where they're talking about the cure and give a lecture saying um, the cure for needing curing or something and make it funny and have a, you know, a controversial and alternative point of view and go right into those conferences and get a lot of uh, people thinking about it. It, it. it is hopefully. That's what I hope we were able to do a little bit today is to have people think about it. And we say everything that we said out of love and once we said earlier yeah. – we, we're not we're not trying to make light of difficult situations because we realize that there are hard situations attached with all of this. That's we're right. just hoping that we have. But we are we're not trying to make light of it, but we are trying to bring light to it. Beautiful, 
beautiful. Yeah. And uh, what what is without a doubt the one message that we're hoping that you were able to get today was the importance of um, not putting the ego involved of of why you want your son your son or daughter to potentially be. Um, normal and to embrace them and not have to care what other people think or and to enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, you know, ask anybody who says that they're normal. Hey, how's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're normal? Oh, yeah, you're part of this humanity disease called normal. <laughs> I love Making it. the drug companies rich. <laughs> yeah, how much medication did it take to make you normal? There you go. I love yeah. that. All right. Well, thank you for you being for, for, aside from you taking your time out of your very busy schedule and day and and uh, to to do this for all of us at, to benefit from. And I encourage everybody. Well, to it's a, uh, thank you, but it wasn't so. You know, I didn't take any time out. I actually got a massage while I was doing this, and also had my nails done. <laughs> Except when I was playing the guitar, then they. <laughs> well said. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Goodbye, Scott. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.